Yeah, so there's lots of there's lots of good stuff out there. I would caution that there's a lot of crap out there too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's real. Especially <laughs> online. Yeah. Right. Where, Are you saying that not everything on the internet should be taken right. at face value? That's right. That's I right. am shocked to yes. hear you say this. Yes. Welcome to the Enter the Bible podcast, where you can get answers or at least reflections on everything you wanted to know about the Bible, but were afraid to ask. I'm Katie Langston. And I'm Catherine Schifferdecker. And today on the podcast, we're uh, doing another episode uh, in our Bible Basics mini-series. And today we're tackling the question, how do I read the Bible? Yeah. Because that feels more complicated than maybe... You just, you know, then you might imagine. Like, I don't know how many times I've picked up the Bible and somewhere in Leviticus got completely <laughs> lost. Yeah, yeah. Most, <laughs> so most people who decide they're going to read the Bible yeah. from cover to cover, they're fine. Genesis is good. Exodus gets a little dry. But Leviticus, it, it, it. The, the good intentions are wrecked on the rocks of Leviticus. Oh, my gosh. Because it's the just chapter after chapter of sacrifices and you gotta bring skin disease right. and, yeah, <laughs> and food laws. Yes. Even I, who love Leviticus. What? Which is another podcast. <laughs> can, can anyone Cannot read it straight through. It's just, it's very tedious. Yes. So you don't you don't even read Leviticus straight through you just I do not I read it in portions okay kind of yes. kind of like eating your veggies You're that's like, right all right this is that's my right. Brussels sprouts right all right so I would suggest yeah. for those of you who want to read the Bible mm. cover to cover I would suggest starting certainly start with Genesis that's beautiful then maybe skip around just a little bit like go to one of the Gospels say the Gospel of Mark that's a, the shortest one yeah uh, or Read some Psalms. Don't try to read the book of Psalms from 1 to 150 because that's not how they're meant to be read. They're prayers, they're songs. So read one a day, right? Ah, kind of like eating that's an allowed? apple. That's allowed? That's allowed. What? You can you can skip around. So you can do different, you can take different, you don't have to read it front to back. Right. Is what you're saying. Right. Well, and I guess that gets back to what we have talked about in the past about how the Bible is a library. It's actually not one book. Right. And so that makes sense, actually, that you might not just read it cover to cover, but just as you would pick a book out of your library and just read that book. Yeah. Maybe you start there. Yeah. You pick one. Maybe uh, one from the Old Testament, then one from the New Testament, then go back to the Old Testament. I would say it'd be good to read... Uh, don't just read like a chapter here and a chapter there. Sure. It, I mean, it like Genesis is a story. Yeah. Right. So reading that from Beginning chapter to one end. to to the end uh, would be helpful. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, you can you can jump around. Okay. But there are lots of this is a, just a very practical thing. There are lots of. Um, helps out there. Yeah. Right. So there uh, are classes at pretty much you can find a class wherever you live uh, either online or at a church that that do the kind of um the the, the view from 30,000 feet mm. of the whole bible right so in my church for instance in little Lake Elmo Minnesota where mm. the pastor is starting uh, an overview uh class on the whole bible that will last for 2 years oh wow 
but it's it it is helpful to have some some help along the way, whether it's from trustworthy online sources like Enter the Bible, right, or uh, or from your uh, a, a church that you may uh, belong to, or a church you may find, or uh, or or even uh, study guides. Yeah, right. There are there are these um, Bible. Uh, Various books like a Bible in a Year or something like that, where they do take, uh, you know, like four chapters, maybe one psalm uh, a, a day. And so they kind of divide the Bible up into uh, smaller chunks. That so you more can digestible yeah. pieces. Yeah. yeah. So that's one, one good way to get into reading the Bible, too. But I, I would suggest, uh, you know, don't start with Leviticus. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, start with Psalms, start with Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Yeah. Uh, start with some of these uh, books that are more um, accessible, yeah. I would say. Yeah. And I think there are some, um, there are commentaries as well. Maybe, mm-hmm. I mean, some commentaries might be um, a little bit too scholarly, depending on you know, your level of interest right. or what you're looking for. But um, a couple that I've run across that I would uh-huh. recommend, um, one is N.T. Wright has some great for everyone guides to the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are great. We read um, a wonderful book in one of your classes, Getting Involved with God by Ellen Davis, who yes. has these lovely little chapters on a bunch of different books or stories in the Bible that really helps kind of, I don't know, Dig in and, yeah. and, and and give you ways of reflecting on and, and thinking about. and Yeah, of, almost a devotional reading. That, yeah. That's a beautiful book, yeah, yeah, Getting Involved with God. It's good. Do you have any favorites that you recommend in terms of books to help people kind of get a sense, like that they can read alongside a text? Well, that one that you mentioned by Ellen Davis is, is one of my favorites, uh, particularly for the Old Testament. Yeah. Um, anything by N.T. Wright yeah. uh, is, is very accessible. Agreed. Well, I shouldn't say anything, but a lot of what he writes, he writes a lot for lay audiences. Yeah. Um, most anything by Walter Brueggemann. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's who's another great one. a very well-known Old Testament scholar, uh, is uh, often helpful. Uh, for reading Old Testament texts, uh, Will Willimon uh-huh. uh, is also good. There's there's lots of uh, lots of good um, interpreters of Scripture that can help as you're as you're reading along. If you read them alongside Scripture, uh, that are helpful. There's there's a series. Uh, it's not new, but it's still really good, uh, called the Interpretation Series mm. uh, of Commentaries. So there's one. Uh, book for every book of the Bible. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, this this series, the interpretation series, is uh, geared towards uh, kind of educated lay people or pastors. So it doesn't get into the weeds about technical vocabulary of the Hebrew of the Old Testament or the Greek of the New Testament. Yeah. Uh, but it talks about theological themes. Uh, I believe there's a similar series by Westminster John Knox Press. Yeah, so there's lots of there's lots of good stuff out there. I would caution that there's a lot of crap out there too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's real. Especially <laughs> online. Yeah. Right. Where, Are you saying that not everything on the internet should be taken right. at face value? That's right. That's I right. am shocked to yes. hear you say this. Yes. So the, you you need to be discerning. Yeah. Um there are, you know, some um conspiracy theorists uh, oh, or right. or yeah. people who count uh, 
who who pay a lot of attention to numbers, okay. uh, not the book of numbers, but actual <laughs> numbers in the Bible to try to predict when the end times are coming. Okay, I heard it was last Tuesday, but here we still are. So. We still are, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, just be discerning about yeah. what you read, um, and you know, uh, try different things. Uh, there's there's lots of good stuff there too. The um, you know some uh, individual. Uh, blogs that tend to be more devotional. Those, yeah. those are often, uh, I mean, depending who you're reading, the, yeah. the, those can be helpful. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But I, I'll say what I often tell my children: uh, <laughs> if if a if a major publisher has published something, it's probably more trustworthy than something that you find just online. Just online. Yeah. 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 That's good. I think some publishers, like just to name a few that are like yeah. trustworthy, would maybe be like Fortress Press. That's our yep, the, the Lutheran, the Lutheran press, press. There's uh, InterVarsity Press is a good one. Yeah, which is evangelical and and very trustworthy. There's other denominational press. Yeah, Westminster uh, John Knox. Westminster um, Cokesbury. I Cokesbury think is, is good. The Methodist. Yep. So. Um, some of those publishers, um, that's... Erd- Erdman's, I would add, yeah. and Baker, yeah. and Brazos. Um, lots of publishing companies in Michigan for some reason, but that those, those are really and, good. Cars and biblical publishers. How interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The two pillars of Michigan. Cars and, uh, yes, <laughs> cars and publishers. There you go. Yeah. And I'm sure we're missing some publishers that we'll think of later, but yeah, yeah these are some of the, some of the big publishers in uh, religious... Um, commentaries, biblical uh, scholarship that, that are really quite trustworthy. Good. Now, what about, like, what, what, what version of the Bible should, should, should I read, like, or should someone read? Does it matter? Do, do you have to read only the King James Version in order for the Bible to be true? Or are there other versions as well that you can read? That is actually a great question. And please don't use the King James Version. Not because... It's very beautiful. It is beautiful. Sometimes. And I was an English major in college, and I love the poetry of the King James Version. But... Uh, biblical studies and language studies, our understanding of Hebrew and Greek, have advanced significantly in the last 500 years. They have? Yes, <laughs> since the King James Bible was published. And besides that, the English language has changed. Mm. I won't say advanced necessarily, but mm-hmm. has changed significantly sure. over the last 500 years. So we don't use these and those today. Correct. We, uh, you know, we don't add... Um, E-T-H, right? We don't say, I... I, I prayeth. I prayeth, I... yes. <laughs> right? This yeah. this, this uh, antiquated language, sure. uh, I think, gets in the way. Okay. So certainly read the King James Bible for poetry, but if you really want to get at the, the meaning of Scripture or understand it, mm. I would suggest any number of modern translations. So... Yeah, what are your, uh, do you have any favorites? Sure. In the uh in the um in academic circles, uh at least mainline academic circles, the new revised standard version uh is often used, mm-hmm. the uh, for short NRSV. Mm-hmm. Um evangelical churches tend to use the new international version, which is also quite a good translation. The NIV. The NIV. I like I like the I like the way that one reads more than I like the NRSV yeah. most of the time. Yeah. The NIV. Just yeah. just the it seems to the, flow a bit better. Yeah, the prose is a little bit more yeah. I don't know, accessible in some ways yeah. to me. Yeah. But yeah. Um the the um the N E T uh 
I'm forgetting, New English translation uh, tends to be a little more literalistic, but mm-hmm. that's also a fine translation. There's there's any numbers. The, there's actually a Jewish publication society uh, translation of the Tanakh, of the Old Testament, mm-hmm. that's quite good as well. It's called the Tanakh. Okay. Um, of course, they they didn't translate the New Testament for obvious reasons. Um <laughs> so yeah, lots of good English translations. I will mention one that a lot of people like uh, and that I like as well, uh, but just with a small caveat, and that is the, the version called The Message Oh yeah, uh, by Eugene Peterson. So I, I love lo- The Message. I do too. Yeah. And I loved Eugene Peterson's work. Yeah. Uh, um, he's, he's now passed on to, his, uh, on to his reward, but he's a fine, fine scholar. Uh, knew, he knew his Hebrew and Greek. Uh, he was just a, a really, really fine scholar and pastor, yeah. and his writing is very accessible. And so the, the message is his um, not quite translation, more of a paraphrase of, uh, of the Bible, and, uh, and, it's, and it's very accessible. He's, his, his aim was really to uh, make the Bible um, speak in modern language, yeah. right, to, to speak in a vernacular that we would understand. Um, I, the only caveat I would say with that is what I just mentioned. It's it's not a it's not a word for word translation uh, or even uh, verse by verse translation so much as it is more of a paraphrase yeah. uh, of the Bible. But uh, but yeah, that's a that's a fine work too. I actually um, for my nieces and nephews when they've gotten confirmed, I've given them a copy of the message oh, cool. because I think it it really is very accessible. Yeah, yeah, I like it for that reason. I'll, I'll sometimes put that and then put another more scholarly version kind yeah. of side by side so I can sort of see how they're both yeah how they're both looking or translating or you know conveying a certain passage or whatever. Yeah, you should know that that different translations actually aim at different uh, grade levels. Oh. Right. Yeah. So there are some. I think it's the CEV is aimed at a pretty low grade level, okay. like like makes the language much simpler than yeah. something like the NRSV. So some of the difference is not um, not theological, really. It's it's uh, or you know conservative versus liberal or right. whatever. But it's it's uh, trying to make the language uh, accessible for you know someone who may not be as literate or someone who. Yeah. doesn't read as much yeah. right or 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 actually someone who's young right a sure. child sure uh so so there are those differences as well oh that's good to know yeah but yeah. really most uh, i would say most modern english translations if not all of them certainly the 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 mainstream ones the ones that are uh published by some of these publishers we've talked about uh any of those would be accessible and and fine to read uh, and again, the King James Version is beautiful. Read it for its poetry. But use if you actually want to understand what the Bible's saying, I would say one of these modern yeah. English translations is better. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we've said, you know, take a single book and read that as a way to start reading the Bible. We've said find commentaries or, um, you know, scholars that can sort of help you dig in and understand a particular passage or whatever. A couple of other ideas for reading the Bible that, that I think are, are helpful. Um, one is like a daily reading or a devotion. Um, now, the, the, the upside of this is that um, often these devotions might include meditations or prayers or messages or something like that. Um, for example, the, our own God pause that's yeah. created here at Luther Seminary um, by alumni. It usually takes the reading that comes out of the lectionary for that week, the lectionary being the, the texts that the 
many, many different churches preach on on that particular Sunday and, and do sort of a short reflection on that text and then a prayer. Um, that's really lovely. There are other apps and websites and books and things like that. There's like, you know, thousands, probably millions of these resources of daily devotions. And that can be really lovely. The The downside, I think, of these resources is just that it doesn't let you dig in super deep into any one book yeah. or one voice. So, you know, um, it tends to take a, a like short a passage, right? Yeah, like like a a verse. just a few verses yeah. from various books. Right. Yeah. So there's not a lot of kind of consistency yes. or um, carryover from one day to the next. Yeah. 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 So I would I would say don't let that be your only um, way that you're digging into the Bible, but that's certainly a beautiful way. And I do, I use, you know, I use a daily devotional app. Um, I use actually Common Prayer by Shane Claiborne, mm-hmm. Jonathan Wilson Hargrove, and Enuma Okoro. It's uh-huh. really awesome. There's book there's an app so i highly recommend that one that's lovely and that has how is that it has daily readings and then it has uh reflection and prayer and some songs and it has it for morning noon and night if you want to be Mm -hmm. that pious which i would love to be that pious but am not Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know i'm lucky if i can get the morning one in but anyway um Another great way, I think, to study uh, or or to approach a text is like dwelling in the word Mm -hmm. or a practice called Lexio Divina. Um, And we'll post a link to that. But that's when you actually meditate on and pray Mm -hmm. the text of scripture. and, and, And it's a contemplative practice that allows you to take the words of the scripture and use that um, as a catalyst for prayer with, Mm -hmm. with God and for sitting in the presence of the spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that's, that's almost like a mystical way of reading the, of reading the Bible. And I think that's a really lovely way to do it too. Mm -hmm. Um, you can do topical or question driven studies. So like what, you know, what does the Bible say about justice? What sorts of images of justice or like ways of thinking about justice are in the Bible or other questions, love or like the cross or, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Any number of those kind of things. I don't know. What else? What other ways would you recommend people dive in? I I think this may be an obvious one, but, uh, but reading in community. Yeah. Like there are uh, small groups, Bible study groups that, uh, that, that meet in most churches, right? That, uh, that meet perhaps on a monthly basis or a weekly basis to uh, to go through a book of the Bible and to talk together about it. Um, so I think uh, obviously personal reading is important and praying uh, praying with the Bible, uh, but it's also important to study the Bible in community or to mm. read the Bible in community. I think that uh, it helps to we've used already this metaphor of conversation. I think it helps to be in a in an actual conversation uh, with other people uh, about scripture. Yeah. Um, there are, yeah, uh, there, there are lots of different ways to approach scripture. I think that just not to be too simplistic, but just do it. Yeah. Right. It's one way to say <laughs> that. Not, that was the, the anti, no. What was well, that? That's the Nike slogan. The Nike. Yes. That's Nike. <laughs> Yeah, just uh, I'm thinking of just say no for oh, the drink. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. just say yes to the just Bible. Just say yes to the Bible. There you go. <laughs> right? Just yeah. just dive in. Yeah. Try it. I know it can be intimidating, um, you know, because it's the Bible, right? And and for 
for many people, for too many people, if they have a Bible, it's collecting dust sure. somewhere uh, on a maybe on a coffee table or something, mm-hmm. right? But uh, uh, just open it up uh, and and pray. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I would say prayer is an important part of scripture reading. You talked about praying with the scriptures or praying. You can pray the Psalms, yeah. right? You can. Uh, I, I read recently about a couple that decided they would pray a Psalm, uh, the same Psalm for a whole month. Wow. Right? Together. Uh, and so every morning they would pray the Psalm together. And, and it kind of, um, to do that uh, with a particular text, I think. Um, we see things there, even a very familiar text, like say the 23rd Psalm, sure. the Lord is my shepherd. It, it's possible to see things that we never saw before, uh, depending on our circumstances or what's happened to us that particular day. So, so yeah, I, I would say, you know, the simple thing is just open it up and, and try uh, and read it. Uh, yeah. And particularly if you run into difficulty, maybe there's a text that doesn't speak to you, you know? Maybe there's something that just is too dry or too troubling. So so le- leave it aside for a while. Yeah. Right? You don't have to read that. Uh, read something that that speaks to you more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to um, mention uh, something that you wrote. So, uh, Katie, you wrote a book mm-hmm. uh, recently published called Sealed, An Unexpected Journey into the Heart of Grace. And this is a memoir of your... Um, growing up in the in the Mormon faith, mm-hmm. uh, and then um, discovering grace, mm-hmm. or, or being discovered by grace, yeah. and I think you 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 put it really uh, nicely. Uh, you t- you talked about um, being scared, really, mm-hmm. to read scripture. Terrified. Say more about that. What well, was that? It, it was it was very much associated with you know past traumas, really religious traumas, spiritual traumas, fear that. Um, that the scripture, the text might be used in ways to coerce me or harm me or get me to do things I wasn't comfortable with. Um, I, I, and I, I think there are lots of people that, that maybe come out of traditions where scripture has been used kind of to, yeah. to bludgeon people yeah, as opposed to open up a conversation yeah. about God. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, you just read about this beautifully, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, quote a, you a little bit. Oh, goodness. Uh, I hope this isn't too awkward. <laughs> So you said eventually it was the sturdiness of the Bible, its resilience to the challenges I threw at it, that helped me make peace with it. These texts, hardy and tested, had been carefully copied by hand from one generation to the next, long before there were Xerox machines or printing presses, before even the notion of a sacred canon existed at all, because for centuries they had mattered to the communities that read them. There was something about these texts and not others that had been worthy of preservation. The mere fact of their perseverance, evidence of their efficacy. To read them was to be connected to a diverse and fragmented past, and then to take your place at the table, weighing in on the same arguments. And then you say this, to read the Bible seriously was to care enough to argue back, to trust that it could handle your questions and doubts, to return to it even when you were angry with it as you would a lover or a close friend. I think that that's just a really beautiful way of talking about how to read the Bible. You can argue with it. Yeah, you right? can. You can wrestle with it. Yeah. One of my favorite stories in Scripture is is Jacob yeah. wrestling with God at the river Jabbok in uh, Genesis 32. Right. You can, you can ask hard questions. You can wrestle, but don't just turn your back. Right. Don't throw it away. Mm. 
because there's real richness there. Mm. Is that? That's yeah. That's one hundred percent my experience. You know, I I was scared to approach the Bible. I was worried. Uh, I was anxious, um, and yet when I did, I found a whole new landscape of stories around which to orient. And I was shocked and delighted by what I found there. I was, I was amazed to discover that it wasn't just like a bunch of, you know, what, what, what we call proof texts, you know, yeah, or like right. passages that were used to try to force you to do one thing or another. But instead, it was this whole new world, this whole new way of seeing things and of talking about things and imagining things that really opened up my imagination and, and my heart in different ways. Um, uh, and, and I found God there. And of course, Jesus, I found Jesus there as well, that Luther says that the Bible is the yes. manger in yes. which the, the Christ child is laid. And, and so I think, you know, if you haven't approached the scripture, if you're scared to read it, if you, if it feels intimidating or whatever, I, I love what you say, Catherine, just to dive in, just, just do it. Um, and we are here to help you with that. Uh, uh, Enter the Bible exists. There's there's over 800 at present commentaries on different passages. So if you get stuck on a passage, go to Enter the Bible, look that passage up. You might just find some insight that you're looking for. There's courses on every book in the Bible. And of course, this podcast is here to, to literally answer your questions. So when you find the thing and you're like, I don't know what this is about, you know, head to the website. There's a form. You can submit a question. Like, we're here because we love the Bible. We're passionate about the Bible. We think folks should read the Bible and, and learn what's in there. Uh, and and we'll, we're here to, to, to be a, a conversation partner with you as you enter the conversation. So that's my plug for reading the Bible. And thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you, yeah. Katie, for that witness to, to the power of yeah, to the power of the word. Uh, we should we should say this, and and probably our evangelical uh, listeners, if there are some, uh, would find this obvious. But we consider the Bible the word of God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so there are generations, countless generations of people who have found in these pages uh, a witness to the gracious God that continues to call us into community uh, and into God's grace. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Enter the Bible podcast. And you can get high quality courses, commentaries, resources, videos, reflections, and much more at the newly relaunched Enter the Bible website at enterthebible.org. Thanks for joining us. 